Hello people, you're welcome to Pro Masterclass. My name is Tola T.A. Alabi. And today I shall be taking you through the second part of um, the class we had last week. And I was talking about purpose. And I'm going to be going into the second part. And I'm not going to go through a short recap of what we said in the first class. And we talked about purpose being the process of asking yourself why. When you ask yourself why, you get to closer and closer to the purpose of the thing. And we said there are two important ingredients to purpose. There's clarity and there's audacity. And in the last class, we looked at clarity. And I said there are three levels to clarity. You must have clarity of activity, which is the most bottom clarity anyone can have. You understand? Clarity of activity. What activity should you involve yourself in? That is the, the lowest level of the clarity pyramid. And a lot of people are at this level and they stay at this level. They feel if I have clarity on what I'm doing, then I will find my purpose. So um, a lot of people stay there, but, but, but there are two other levels that you must get to. And um, I talked about clarity of relationships. That means you know what you should be doing, but you must have clarity of the people you should be doing it with, number one, and the people you should be doing it for. So it's, it's very possible to know what you should be doing, but to be doing it for the wrong people and with the wrong people, and that defeats purpose. And I've talked about the topmost level of clarity, which is clarity of self. And when you have clarity of self, you know why you should be doing it, why you are doing it, why you are with the people you are with. And why you're doing the activity. You know what is special about you. What makes you special. And I say when you have clarity of self. Then it gives you audacity. To do what you're doing. Because you know who you are. And that brings us to. What we're now saying. Audacity. Knowing who you are. And because of your knowledge of who you are. You have the confidence and the courage. To take up a challenge. Now, that is audacity. Am I going to be talking about audacity in this class? And um, before I start, I go into the class, I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you a story. And a lot of people know my story because I've shared it before about how I got into graphic design in the first place. And um, I'm, I'm going to share it again, and maybe in a little more detail right now, and I'm going to say it in a light that I know I've never shared with anyone before. Now, I, I found out about graphic design while I was in school, in Obafemi Awolowo University, studying architecture. And I was in my final year when I found out about graphic design. And it was purely by chance. Now, I say chance right now, but I realize it probably was, was um, what I see as a form of divine encounter. But I remember a day I just walked into a friend's room. And my friend's um, name is Bimbo, Bimbo Fashwa. And we used to call him Fash. And I walked into his room and I saw Fash working on his computer. He had a computer in his room at that, at, at that time. I'm working on the computer. And he had taken a photo of me some days before. And I, I saw him cutting out this photo, on, cutting out my image. On the computer and putting it in the background and putting text 
and that was the first time I saw anybody doing graphic design. I, I don't know how that, how that I missed out on that in my life, but I ne- had never seen anybody doing graphic design up until then. And I saw him doing that and I asked him, I said, Fash, what are you doing? And he said, he's doing graphic design. He's making a flyer. And I was enthralled and I looked at it and for a very long time and I said, well, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. But I had it in mind that, look, I will do this after doing architecture. Now I had it in my mind. I said I would do graphic design, but I'll do it after doing architecture. So that was my final year. And, um, you know, as it is in Nigeria, when you graduate from school, you go for something called your national youth service, where you go to a part of Nigeria to work for one year. And um, But for some reason, my name got skipped. So I couldn't go for my national youth service. My name got skipped. And as God will have it, my name got skipped. And Fash's name also got skipped. And uh, so, so we had to stay a, few, a couple of months, not a few months, a couple of months, a good deal of months at home. And I was sad that my name got skipped. And, and my other mates had gone out to do their national youth service. So I felt like it was a delay in my life. And I was very sad. So... Um, I, I, I used to call Flash, you understand? Because I, I felt, oh, if we would identify with my pain and my burden of just being at home and just having one year with nothing to do. So I, I just thought I would call him and we would share our stories of woe together, of how we're both at home doing nothing. So I remember the day I called him and he sounded very excited. And I was like, why is this guy so excited? And I was like, wow. I mean, we're at home. Our mates are doing the National Youth Service and we are home. There's a delay. And he said he's having the time of his life. And I asked, what is he doing? Having time of his life. And he said, he's going after this design thing and he realized that that is what he wants to do with his life. Now, I will give you a background story to Fash and why this, when he said he wanted to go into graphic design, really shocked me. Now, Fash... At, at the time he graduated, graduated with an over 4.0 GPA in architecture. He was by far the best student in my class. By far the best student. He was by far the best student all through the years. From our year 1 to year 2 to year 3 to year 4. He was the best student. He was a brilliant student. Brilliant. It was undeniable. So he, he, he finished with a 2-1 and could have very well easily finished with the first class. So he was the person that you expected would, would go for architecture with all his heart. You understand? He was the poster child. You understand? He was the poster child. And um, so when he told me he wanted to explore this graphic design thing and this um, digital creative industry, I, I was shocked. And I said, Fash, you are, you are the best student in our class. You, you, you have an over 4.0 GPA. You graduate with over 4.0 GPA and you want to leave this to do design as a graphic designer. And he said, yes. And I was shocked by his audacity to put all that up. And he said, yes, he, he knows that mm, a lot of people might, might struggle with that, but he really wants to explore this thing and he really wants to do this thing and he's having so much fun. And he said, even right now, I am working on a design for somebody 
and it has just been great because people have been asking him to do graphic design and stuff and he really wants to do it and he just really loves it and as a matter of fact he wants to work in an advertising agency and i was i was so shocked and i said okay i i i want to do graphic design too but hey i, I finished with a two point something gpa and um I don't think anybody will miss me in, in, in architecture if I said I didn't want to do, do it anymore. But I was surprised by Fash's audacity. And he told me, go ahead and do this design thing. Start it already. Start it already. And I, because I told him I wanted to do it after architecture. And he told me, do this thing. Start it already. Start. Start doing this thing. And he told me what software to get because I didn't even know the software. He told me, go get a software called um, Adobe Photoshop and start this thing. And I was motivated by him. He introduced me to graphic design and now he was motivating me to start. And I told him after that conversation, I would start. And he said if I had any issues, I should call him and, and he would put me through. And I was grateful and I said I would go and get Photoshop. That was the last day I ever spoke to, to Fash. Fash died a few months later after our conversation. He died in an auto accident. Fash was 23. And I was incredibly broken by Fash's death. A lot of us were in our class. Incredibly broken by it. I think about him every single day. It's been it's almost 20 years now, and I think about him every day. Now the thing is, a lot of us started asking ourselves, a lot of us in, in my set in school started asking ourselves, wow, why did Fash have to die so young? He was the best student in the class and didn't really get to express his talent as an architect. But, you know, I never ask myself that question. Because whenever I think of Fash, I'm always like, wow. I admire his courage to live life. To go for what he wanted before he left this earth. And that's the thing about audacity. You see, a lot of us don't live audacious lives. That spirit of going after what we want because we think we control life we think we control time so we say i've heard too many people say oh you know i, I, I i'll start i'll start baking cakes after i retire but for now i just want to be an accountant because that's what my father wants me to be that's what I feel can pay the bills. Um, that's what looks responsible. Um, I've committed too many years to accountancy. I, I, I spent too much time writing my icon. And it was such a hard exam. I can't just give it up right now. Even though I know what I really want to do is big kicks. But you know what? I, I, I'll do it when I'm 40. I'll do it when, I, when I'm 60, when I retire. We take, we take time for granted. Because we think we control time. But we don't. And that stops us from living an audacious life. You see, when Bash passed, 
I told myself I was going to go full time into graphic design. Because then I became conscious of time. And I realized every single day was a privilege, not a right. And I had to live it to the fullest. Because it could end any time. And that's what drives audacity. The fact that you know what you have is now. And you must spend your now doing what it is you know you should be doing. When you have that clarity, when you have those levels of clarity sorted out, then you must have the audacity to follow it through. Not halfway, I'm talking about follow it fully, through, to the end. A lot of people have some level of clarity but don't have self-clarity. And because they don't have self-clarity, they do not realize their purpose fully. So they do it partially. You know, they follow their purpose on weekends and on weekdays, they do what society expects them to do or what society pressures them to do. So think about it. You spend five days doing what you don't want to do and two days doing what you really want to do. Which one is going to bring greater results? Which one is going to yield more? Which one is pe- are people going to know you for more? You must have audacity. You see, it's hard to have audacity if you don't have a clear sense of self. And having a clear sense of self is knowing that you are not always going to be around. And knowing that you do not have control over how long you will be around. See, people without a clear sense of self don't come to this reality because for them it's too morbid. For them, what I'm saying right now is too morbid. Don't talk about death. Don't talk about it. You don't want to talk about it because you don't have clarity of self. You don't know that right now you are in a space where your rent would expire and you would have to leave. What would you have done when your rent expires on earth? Fash, in his early 20s, had clarity of self. While a lot of us were going through the motion, primary school, secondary school, university, NYC, get married, have kids, retire, then start looking for self. He had clarity of self at 23. He had it. He was willing to do away with what people expected of him and was able to do what he wanted to do. And I think about it. I'm like, would I, be, would I ever have done graphic design if I never walked into Fash doing graphic design at that point in time? Would I ever have inspired so many graphic designers if I never had that conversation with Fash? Would I be doing pro masterclass and making this audio right now if I wasn't talking to Fash? If I didn't talk to Fash 
or if I never so far doing graphic design and living life audaciously. So when people think about fashion and think, oh man, he died so young and he get to achieve much. I totally disagree. Because if I look at my life alone, for everything I achieve, I think would I have achieved this thing in this sphere of graphic design if I never saw Fash live audaciously. And because of that, through my life, Fash has achieved so much. And that is just from my life. Because of his audacity. And you must understand that your audacity gives other people audacity. So when you are not acting audaciously, you are not only limiting your future or your life, you are limiting other people's life that are looking up to you and looking at you. So you must act audaciously. A lot of us don't act audaciously because we think of what other people are going to say. So we live other people's lives. You live your father's life, your mother's life, your sibling's life, your spouse's life. Because you're thinking they would be disappointed if I said I was going to do this. That fear, that trapping of other people's opinion is the biggest opposition we have to live in audaciously. And as I said in the part one of this class, I said, look, life is on two levels. Life is on the spiritual level and on the physical level. And I said, if, if you don't believe that to start with, if you feel all we have to life is what you see and what you can touch and what you can smell, and you don't believe there's another, another dimension that transcends what you can feel, touch or smell or see, then you can never, you can, you, you can never live a purposeful life, never. Life is on a spiritual level. And you must always connect with a spiritual guide. And for you to live audaciously too, you must connect with a spiritual guide. And I've said my spiritual guide is the Bible. And I live audaciously because of what I read and I meditate on from the Bible. That's the honest truth. I see a lot of people try to limit or water down purpose to something that can, be, that can be achieved by mere brain power without any spiritual connection. And I see a lot of people waste their money on books and courses that tell you what you need to do only in the physical to live a successful and a purposeful life. It will never happen without a spiritual connection. I don't know what your spiritual connection might be. I don't know what it is, but you need to have one. Everybody that has achieved anything that is impactful has a spiritual connection. Unfortunately, not a lot of people are sharing it because some people are ashamed of their spiritual connection. I'm not ashamed of mine. That's what I will tell you. I get mine from the Bible. And for you to live audaciously, you must have a spiritual connection. And why I say this is because a lot of people do not live audaciously because of fear. And so when you have somebody who is an accountant with a good company and is making, let's say, 
maybe um, 1.2 million naira a month as an accountant or as an engineer or whatever at the company. 1.2 million naira a month. And the person feels like, oh, what I really want to do is bake cakes. Let me use the example of baking cakes. One of the biggest fears they have is what people are going to say. I left my job. A secure job to bake cakes. Second fear they're going to have is I'm making 1.2 million every year, every month from this job. 1.2 million every month as a salary from this job. And they can't just think, how much can I make from making cakes? I'll be lucky if I make 400,000 every month. And and they rationalize how much they think that can can come from that. And the truth is they think rationally. And it makes sense. That makes sense. To be honest, you think rationally. But they think rationally and, and, and they think, oh, if I, if, if I should start making cakes, I'll be starting from the bottom. So I probably will make it maybe like 50k a month. And this me coming from 1.2. I won't be able to pay my rent. I won't be able to pay for these things that I'm enjoying in my life. So the fear of a lack comes into their life. And that's because they have no spiritual connection. And where audacity has to do with spiritual connection is that because I have a spiritual connection that tells me I will be okay no matter what comes my way, I will not lack. Because I have that spiritual connection that tells me that, that makes me know no matter what comes my way, I would always have. It gives me the audacity to do new things without thinking of lack because my spiritual connection already tells me lack is not an issue I will not lack that makes me more audacious but you see if all you have is physical and a physical connection and everything you think of is rational then lack is very real lack is very real and you would always be scared and fearful take that audacious step no matter how much you love it you will restrict it to the weekend or to when you retire and you will never ever make impact so you must have a spiritual connection if you want to be audacious there is no seven step to being audacious no no wake up in the morning jog four hours um, spend your time in silent meditation meditating on what never going to happen if you want to be audacious you must have something beyond your brain that is telling you everything would be alright just take that step then you concentrate more on the taking of the step than you are concentrating on where the step is going to So to close this class, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go over it and just tell you that if you want to live a purposeful life, you must have clarity. The highest form of clarity you can have is self-clarity. And when you have self-clarity, you will be able to be more audacious. When you're more audacious, you make your life better. And you make the life of other people around you better.